Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. And today we're going to talk about how sleep is often very elusive for many of those with autism. And in fact, it's one of the most urgent concerns for their caregivers. So I'm going to share some general information about the topic, but to talk about the bigger issue, you know, the true issue of how poor sleep impacts those with autism and their families, I am very pleased to welcome Kristen Stockbauer, who is the mother of a 13-year-old son with autism. So welcome, Kristen. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Um, Before we start, I just want to share a couple of the basics about sleep and autism. So the general population of children who have some serious sleep problems is about 10 to 16%. The serious sleep problems for children with autism falls between 44 to 86%. So that's a lot of kids and a lot of families who aren't sleeping. So the issues of sleep would be there's difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up in the early hours of the morning, sleeping in short durations, just totally erratic sleep patterns through the night, and even heightened anxiety around the bedtime. So, and this is you know, everybody, we have our sleep problems, but sometimes this is this is chronic. This is year after year. So, Kristen, I know this is very familiar territory for you. So, you know, let's let's hear your story. How old was your son when you first started to notice his struggles with sleep? Um, I probably noticed from infancy. Um, we were a non-traditional sleep family mm-hmm. as far as um, doing the things that they recommend you not do and <laughs> letting your infant co-sleep with you. But we did it in the most safe way we could. Sure. Um, we had him in a boppy pillow and then a, we had a concave like memory foam pillow um, in, in our bed so that he could be near us. Um, because he wouldn't sleep in his crib, even mm-hmm. from, you know, the first few nights being home. And uh, what we noticed as he grew was that we were co-sleeping with him for years. My ex-husband and I um, had him in our bed up until the point that we went through our divorce. And then even after mm-hmm. that, my son slept with me primarily and my husband my ex-husband had moved out of the bedroom Mm -hmm. and my son slept with me um up until the point i met my current husband and it was kind of odd because when you get into a new relationship and now this person moves into your house they're not comfortable sharing a bed with and how old are we talking here he was four about four okay yeah a couple years there yeah he never really slept in his own bed if we did put him in his own bed it was usually after he fell asleep and Mm -hmm. one of us would carry him to his bed but he Mm -hmm. didn't stay there gotcha we heard that story over and over again so let's get a little bit more specific so his sleep issues what what was happening in the beginning has it changed over the years was you know what did you have a hard time falling asleep staying asleep a combination what, what did you see all Every, of it. all, all of, of it. that <laughs> he um he would have a difficult time falling asleep and we would do all the recommended things mm-hmm. the lavender bath um the, the lavender body wash things like that mm-hmm. to, to help him relax um, he would fall asleep only if we would stay with him and mm-hmm. it would take some time. Um, he would fall asleep for a few hours and then he'd wake up. Mm-hmm. And um, it was okay when he was younger, but once we got to the point where four or five years out, when I tried to break him out yeah. of sleeping in my bed, um, it, it was, it, that's when the real trouble began in my household because he would not want to sleep. He would wake up in the middle of the night 
he would leave his bedroom and he would come over and wake us up which was fine except there was a point where as he grew he started skipping past our room and going to the Ah. kitchen Mm -hmm. and he would steal food from the Mm -hmm. refrigerator or watch tv and the best one was when he stole six eggs out of the refrigerator and put them all together on the sofa and I only found five of them. I found the oh. sixth egg behind his <laughs> nightstand the next night only because he dropped a toy behind his nightstand and I needed to move it. Thank God uh, he did that yeah. or I wouldn't have, who knows how long that egg would have been there. Yeah. Luckily, none <laughs> of them were broken, but you know the odd oh, behaviors yeah. that our kids oh, exhibit yeah. anyway. Yeah. So this was not ab- that abnormal, but mm-hmm. you know, to have it going on in the middle of the night and you couldn't stop it. Right. And I'm sure that was just a, a big concern, like what happens during the night. Right. I know with, with my son, he's always done strange patterns of, okay, we are not going to fall asleep until midnight, a couple days. Then, you know, I'm going to wake up at three mm-hmm. for a couple days. Then mm-hmm. I'll sleep great. And then I'm going to get up at two and I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be happy. But you worry about things like elopement will they run away yes will they put eggs in your couch will they be destructive what you know you don't know what's going to happen with that um and and you might wonder like well why are why are they doing this so there's a lot of things that affect the sleep of a person with autism it could be one or a mixture there might be medical issues um epilepsy uh gastrointestinal problems there might be anxiety as mentioned earlier adhd it could be the side effects of medication a lot of kids who have autism also have adhd and those medications are stimulants and there's also some studies that show that people with autism carry a mutation that makes them prone to the sleep problems um Sometimes some studies say they're two times as likely as regular peers to have the mutations in these genes that do the sleep wake cycle. Um, sometimes it affects the melatonin, that natural hormone that that controls the sleep. So there's a lot going on as to the why. So did you have any indication as to the cause of what some of the sleep issues might be, or is it? Well, I I feel like some of it was genetic because my dad and I both have sleep issues as far as. Um, we we tend to run on very little sleep. Mm-hmm. We, we're not people I hear that need eight hours. I mean, you know how that oh, is. Oh, yeah. And haven't slept since Whether that's a blessing <laughs> or a curse, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I could only empathize with him and when seeking help, kind of express for myself what I go through to help him. But I think his is worsened by having the autism. And he, yeah. he also... Um, did start having seizures at two years old or just oh, about wow. two years old. So there was yeah. medication for the mm-hmm. seizures, which we weren't sure if that was contributing to things as yeah. well. Um, but I, when I did, you know, seek help through his doctors, um, I would explain what my dad and I would go through. You just couldn't shut your brain down. And that's what I would explain to them. I felt like he couldn't shut his brain down because he might lay there and be obsessing over something. Mm-hmm. Even now, he tends to do the same thing. Sure. He, he misses something and he wants to go get it, but it's like, no, you don't need your iPad, you don't need that right. phone, you don't need that toy, and he will not stop until he has it. Yeah, that obsessive yes. piece of it, yes. Yeah, which is, it's hard to break, you know? Right. Um, so we know the lack of sleep doesn't just affect one person you know it affects everybody in the house so can you can you go into how his lack of sleep affected your son during the day and then you as a family because everybody is affected by little sleep well it was 
quite awful. I remember it, it, it had to be about a year, year and a half that we went through all these sleep issues. And um, at the time, um, I, I wanted to chalk it up to he was moving out of my room. I was, mm-hmm. I was booting him out of my bed right. um, because he <laughs> was four years old. And I was starting a new relationship. Um, my current husband had moved in with us. And of course, you know, he doesn't want to share a bed with my child, my four-year-old. He's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's not cool. And (laughs) so, you know, now I have to um, do what all parents have to at some point, which is, you know, let their kids (laughs) grow up. (laughs) And, uh, And so I chalked it up at first to he just you know, it's an adjustment for him. Mm -hmm. And we just have to be patient. Um, But it quickly escalated to, you could clearly see that he was having some sleep problem. This was not an adjustment that, you know, some kids go through. There was some serious issues going on with him. Um, and, And the lack of sleep, I mean, the fact that he wouldn't fall asleep, the lack of sleep um, throughout the night, because even if he did fall asleep, it would be for a few hours, he would wake up and be awake for a few hours and you're not getting a chunk of sleep at one time. You're, it's broken up and, um, he wasn't getting appropriate sleep for his age. Right. Well, then the ramifications from that are at school, there's behavior issues. He's tired. He's grumpy. Um, you know, my son is, he tends to be a, a bigger child. He's always been on the upper end of the of the height and weight spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, he at that point he was he was still uh, relatively normal weight, but on the upper end of it. And um, what we did see were uh, you know a, um, an increase in the seizure activity, um, things like that. Scary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now for us as a family, how it affected us. It was very difficult because, again, when you're in a new relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have somebody coming in who they're, they're trying to get to know each other and spend time with each other. And um, my husband embraced my son immediately. Um, you know, he understood that he had special needs. And actually, he only became, um, he was only diagnosed right after we met. But we thought some of his delays had to do with the seizures and the seizure medication, but he was officially diagnosed just a few months after we met. And my husband was very good about that. Um, But understandably, he also had to work a job where he was working a very early shift. And when he went to work, um, he had long hours to put in. So he was really this was a strain on him it was a strain Mm -hmm. on me and a strain on our relationship because Mm -hmm. there gets to a point where you're feeling like do I want to stick around for this you know I I have no choice I mean I'm yeah I'm there that's that's my baby you know but he did and it improved and you know and and I I'm so glad that he had the patience to stick through that yeah I'm 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 glad yeah or he wouldn't be my husband today this was you know yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) well you know what there's there's so much more that I want to keep going with Mm -hmm. this conversation you know so because I know there are probably a bunch of things that you tried and things we can talk about just in general that might help so um we will be back with another segment of this and uh thank you for sharing the beginning of your story and I hope that you know this has helped you guys out there you know, open your eyes a little bit more about sleep and its effects. So until the next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact.
For more information, visit us at autismsocietyofberkscounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter at Berks Autism.